From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Hey, welcome in, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Yeah, well, by the way, it's uh, Braden, Glenn, Bill, Aaron, and no John. <clears throat> no Jonathan. Jonathan today. <clears throat> Jonathan who? He's Jonathan uh, up north. We're going to call him Yankee John from now on. Man, he's starting to get a spend a little too much time north of Okeechobee there, you know, Ocala. He's getting way north up. Of, that puts yeah. all of us. Yeah, in we're that all part. Yankees. Can yeah. we call him Panhandle? Panhandle, yeah, Panhandle, Panhandle John. John. Yeah, I like it. Well, after the hurricane, there's probably a lot of them up there panhandling. Well, not the way he is. He's up there working his butt off. But, yeah. Uh, so John is still up there running around up in uh, Blountstown trying to get all of his stuff together. I guess. Uh, Maybe he can apply for some of that $50 billion they just released for disaster relief type funds. <clears throat> Which I well, think, sounds like he needs it. Well, it would help him out if he was in Puerto Rico because I think the bulk of the money goes to Puerto Rico, <laughs> goes to Puerto Rico to help them out. So he may get 20 bucks. He'll get some gas. Keep his chainsaw running. Well, he's up there in Blunt Rico or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I put on the application. Yeah. Puerto Rico, Florida. I need two point seven million dollars to rebuild my property here in Puerto Rico. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, so, welcome in everybody. It is a big and wild outdoors. A beautiful day today. A little bit rainy last night on my drive home, but uh, today it shouldn't be too bad here on the west coast. It's supposed to move into the center part of the state. On the other, I always say they always. Uh, the dividing line is 75. So anything east of 75 is going to get some rain. Anything west of 75, it's going to be pretty clear. Well, I you know? think it's a little further east of uh, Valrico because it seems to be bypassing us all week. <laughs> really? But, yeah. You know the good thing about all that rain? What? It loosens up the love bugs. Yeah, man, I could see through my windshield for the first <laughs> time in a week. Yeah, I was sitting there. <laughs> it started raining out of G5 yesterday, and I was like uh, – Come on, right? All the girls are like, oh, man, it's going to get around out there. How are we going to get stuck? I'm like, man, don't complain. This is like loosening all that stuff up. And then, of course, it rained all the way home just about. So, man, I got stuck in traffic. There was an accident on I-75, so I was there for like 45 minutes cleaning my windshield. <laughs> and it worked out fine. Today is the first day I've had a clean windshield in over a week. It Seriously. Does, it, it is nice. It is. You know, you don't realize how much it, it'll fatigue you just looking out through all them bugs. Well, you know, and and pulling up to the Wawa racetrack shell, whatever, and you dip that scrubber in there. And, and then just... all you're doing is dipping out about a gazillion more love bug juice. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, Everybody you, else is using it. it. It knocks off the body parts, but all the juices stay behind. And I don't care. You know what? I'm like, I'm not sitting here all day scrubbing this thing. I'm done. And then, of course, then the film dries over, and it is. It's disgusting. But. Maybe we should be standing on the street corners with jugs of uh, bug washer fluid to topping people's uh, reservoirs. Somebody off. can make some Yeah, money. I would have. Uh, I had to use it because the uh, truck I'm driving this morning didn't have any in it. 
Oh, you're in heck. Because you got a white county truck, and those things no, like, you know, psh, suck I, it in like a magnet. I'm in that red truck in the parking lot this morning. Yeah, but they don't like red. Well, they sure like that windshield. Well, yeah, they all <laughs> they all commit suicide on the windshield, but uh, to, to attract it. I was watching, uh, who was it? Was it Captain Little or somebody? I watched one of their videos this past week, and they were uh, fishing close to shore. And, and the inside of the boat, the cooler, everything. Man, there were love bugs everywhere, all, all over the boat. It was driving them crazy that they were just parking right there. Oh, look, there's a white boat. Get on it. It, it is amazing how they, they are attracted to white. I don't know why. Maybe it's the way that uh, UF designed them. Maybe. I, I don't know. But so anyway, we welcome the rain, and uh, there should be a little bit more on the inland side of it, not so much here on the coast this morning. So if you're planning on going out and doing some fishing or something, it would be a good time to get out there and do it. I will say that uh, I know I, I met a lot of guys, and <clears throat> I saw Chase came in yesterday to pick up some baits. They're all headed out this weekend. I think there's a big tournament going on out of Camp Mac this weekend. So I know that there's a lot of guys that are heading over there. Well, they they seem to be fishing a lot every weekend anyway, getting ready and trying out all their stuff, getting headed out to uh, the Nationals again. So you always got to, with that, with the innovations of everything changing, you got to stay on top of it. Yeah, and uh, they're out there just kind of pre-fishing on everything, just trying to keep in keep in shape, I guess. But uh, there was a tournament, somebody brought in a flyer, and I looked at it, and it was like $225 per boat. And uh, I think it was like a payout of ten grand for this one today. But the first thing I thought of was, dang, man, our panfish challenge is cheap. <laughs> it's only 25 bucks per boat. And you can shove as many people as the boat will allow on that one. And I was like, man, I mean, you may not walk away with ten grand, but you may walk away with seven fifty. So that's not bad. Yes, for- uh it's for twelve for twelve heaviest panfish, you can't go wrong for I'm a five hundred dollar payday. I'm telling you, that's nice. Well, I wanted to uh, acknowledge this one. Uh, Chase did say, "Hey, man, did you see that? Uh, did you see that email from the Trophy Catch program? You know, they're always they're all attached to all that. Anything that's bass related, bloop bloop bloop, their phones lighting up all the time. But uh, they celebrate uh, this past week the second heaviest bass caught in the program on Orange Lake. Am I not mistaken? But wasn't another one?" Like a big, huge monster one cut off Orange Lake like a year or so ago. I can't remember. Well, that lake was hard to get into for many years, and then the water was low, and then the vegetation was thick. Uh, so the fish had an opportunity to really stress out and then be uh, happy again with everything. Well, know. It, it even dried up at one uh, point. Where did it, did come it from? really? Yeah, it, it, it's had sinkholes in it. It's been sucked out, and it's. It's had an interesting. It's got some life. tributaries coming in and out of it, but uh, maybe it swam from somewhere else. Who knows? Well, it. Uh, what did it weigh? Reading the uh, reading the article here, what they did is they with the work with the FWC staff, they and some stakeholders, they managed to uh, get the lake to hold water for a couple of years, and they say it's finally bouncing back. Not only has the crappie and the panfish been uh, very much improved, but anglers are catching more bass again. And this past week. Uh, well, see, six of the ten trophy catch approved in 2019 weighed more than 10 pounds, and uh, this one here topped out at 15 pounds, 13 ounces. Wow. Six, six of the how many? Ten trophy catch approved uh, in Orange Lake weighed more than 10 pounds. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. I didn't hear the in Orange Lake. Yeah, in Orange Lake. So uh, that's what I thought. I thought I'd heard it once before that there's some pretty good boys in there or girls. Yeah. Because most, most of them that size are not male. <laughs> At least not in the fishing world. <laughs> 15, 15 pounds, 13 ounces. That's a nice little whopper. Yeah, that sounds like a good catch. <clears throat> now think about this when you're 15 years old. You catch a 15-pound fish, 13 ounces. Is it going back in the water or is it going home? No, it's going home. <laughs> no. <laughs> if he caught it tomorrow, it might be going I'm home. Just, I'm no. just saying, you know, if you think back, you know, I know that it's, you know, catch and release is the big emphasis these but, days also. But I think back and I go, 15-pound bass. That's going home. Uh, you know, back in the day, that was well, a 15 pound bass that I caught, it went back in the lake. Oh, you took it back to your lake and dropped it off? or No, that's where I caught it from. And then, uh, of course, I put it in a big live well and uh, carried it over to Paul Hill. He took the pictures and measured it, weighed it, and I brought it back to the house and turned it loose. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's see, why that's... I got a reproduction bass on the wall. Well, that's, yeah, but that's a good thing to do. I was talking about but, going from to the house. To the frying pan. The day, the day you had a whole stringer full of big fish. Yeah. How old were you? 18. 18. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Some sort of picture I don't know about, or is this just a fantasy thing that you're talking about? Yeah. It was a fantasy thing. Are you saying you were 18 years old the last time you had a stringer of fish that you took home to uh, ingest? No, that was uh, when I caught a bunch of bass one time, and... Uh, the FWC come around and was checking me out. Oh, and that. Then he picked me. He helped me pick up and collect all the fish that I had on the bank, which was nine, and carried them to my truck. Took his Polaroid camera out and took a picture. There you go. And said, "This right here should be illegal." <laughs> that's what. Was, that's what he come right out of his mouth. This right here should be illegal. Was we referring to the bait itself, or just the fact that you had nine bass? Uh, I had nine bass, and three of them weighed thirteen pounds apiece. Well, see what happens in the future. You know, he got into power somewhere, and that's exactly what they've done. They've the made limit it illegal. was 12 back then. Yeah. Well, I don't I, I was don't. still three short of my limit. And yeah. he said I was done fishing. Oh, you were, oh, yo, you are done, kid. Yeah. He get, told get on out of here. You're, you're done. Yeah. He said, you're, you're done fishing, aren't you? I said, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard them words from my dad before. Whenever they say it in a certain tone, yeah. that means you're done. Yeah. It ain't no, no, I got a couple more I want to catch. <laughs> no, you're done. <laughs> now, if you want to be the smarmy kid, he could have went, I'm done here. But <laughs> no. I'm going to move over there. Out of respect, I said, then, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would think that would be all right. But uh, they were talking, I was talking to Chase a little bit, and he was talking about how the uh, <clears throat> summer's coming up, coming up here pretty soon, and uh, you know, tournaments, some of them will start, some of them will continue, but for a lot of kids, um, it's the time to get out there and actually learn their craft a little bit better and bring up the next generation. It's amazing how many young people I see standing around the fishing department. I ask them, I'm like, are you on the uh, bass fishing team or anything? And usually the dads are like, going, no, but I'm trying to get him on there next year. It's getting to be more and more popular these days and more and more schools are competing. Unless, of course, you live in Pinellas County. I don't think they have one over here. All right, we got to take a real quick break, you guys. Hang with us. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feed and Outdoors, and also Brandon Ford.
your work, Bill George. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Glenn, and uh, Bill George. I think you ought to just carry your straw with you wherever you go, the same one. Just <laughs> recycling your straw. Oh, man. I don't know. I, I, don't worry about the little green and blue and black stuff growing inside. It's just extra. You know, I... We were talking a little bit off the air because it seems like everywhere you go, uh, I don't, I don't know. It's the new, uh, I don't know. Twenty five years ago or thirty years ago, it was aerosol sprays that we were all going to die because you know the ozone layer was going to go away, and there's a hole the size of Texas, and you know it's all because of women's, uh, you know, final knit hairspray and every other oh, no, propellant no. that we had in a in a rattle can. We used to have deodorant in there, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and deodorant and everything. So everything was, you know, killing here. Well, it seems that, you know, plastic is the big, uh, you know, it's the it's the planet killer right now. I don't know how it attributes to global warming or anything else. But I noticed that uh, one high school uh, team this past week was uh, recognized by the FWC for their efforts out there. Cleaning up the cleaning up, you know, picking up plastic and reusable bottles and things like that. And uh, I think know, they actually won, uh, or all of them got a set of uh, Costa glasses, didn't they? Yeah, they got a bunch of stuff. They got all kinds of prizes. The, the thing that gets me is we want to worry about the plastic instead of the person who's chucking it out there. That's the funny part because <laughs> you know uh, this year I did not know this, but May eleventh, Erin maybe knows this because she's more up on the calendar than I am, but. Uh, on May 11th, it is uh, World Migratory Bird Day. And, of course, that just slipped my mind. I didn't know that it was World Migratory Bird Day. How did you forget oh, yeah. World I, I, Migratory what, that, Bird Day? You know, <laughs> once, once I stopped following the Sprague's Pippet, uh, you know, I just pretty much you know, don't don't pay attention to it. I mean, anymore. they should have made it for like... <clears throat> Thanksgiving was world. That, that would be, you know, you'd think that would go hand in hand so we would remember it a little bit better. But I just thought, you know, DU is behind this, you know, Ducks Unlimited and, you know, protect the wetlands and, you know, preserve and all that stuff, all that things they do, which is all good. But I just thought it was interesting that the theme for this year's World Migratory Bird Day is protect birds, be the solution to plastic pollution. And I didn't know that plastic was affecting birds, except for the ones when I see a seagull with the uh, you know six pack ring around its neck or something like that. Well, when you you watch a lot of stuff and see the things across the the world in itself and uh, the devastation from plastic because they eat it and then it messes things up uh, in their digestive system. Yeah, there is a problem. But, but I go back to. Why aren't we punishing the people who are chucking it out there? You know, well, you, you can't chunk. You can't. You know, people dump it all, all in, out in the Gulf or the Atlantic, the Pacific, it's other countries, and whatever uh, storms, everything. Get, how many times have you been on the lake and see plastic bags floating on the water? So uh, most of the times we fish those out, especially if we were out in the Gulf of Mexico, and <clears throat> you'd see a plastic bag or something like that floating by. I mean, I can understand. Uh, you know, if it blows out the back of the boat while you're, you know, screaming well, you across you the Gulf of Mexico. Stuff. Most of the captains, most of the people I know that if it's an empty plastic bottle, it goes back in the cooler that it came out of. And uh, what always gets me is I used to find it amazing to me. What I would find the most of when I was a kid and I'd be out exploring around on Whedon Island and climbing through the mangroves to find lures and things like that. The most... <laughs> 
it wasn't. I mean, we'd find some plastic bottles, but for the most part, you would find things that you would just, you know, sit there and go, "How in the world?" You know, flip flops. You know, we'd find flip flops well, all that's the time. Common. You'd find flip flops all the time. Styrofoam, uh, styrofoam coolers, the old cheap. But when ones, you find a, a rear end and a, a couple springs or something like that in the middle of a lake somewhere, yeah. you think, how'd that get here? Uh, plastic uh, feminine hygiene applicators would be just all over the place. Uh, all well, that's because the, the uh, St. Pete dumped all their sewage the out of it. <laughs> so that's where all that come from. But, you know, the. Uh, we were talking off the break that Governor DeSantis has now vetoed one of his bills. Hey, mark that mark that down. He got a little controversial. No, he didn't. It was fine. It's perfectly fine. And uh, DeSantis has said that, you know, St. Petersburg, anybody, if they want to ban plastic straws, then that's okay. They'll let them do that. Go back to paper. Paper straws. That's why I drink real quick, because when I was a kid growing up with paper straws, you had to hurry up before it got too... Uh, soggy and fell apart on you. I will say I got my traditional wax two teas this morning. Right. And almost a year ago, they sit there and they'd ask, do you want a straw with that? And I'd say, yes. Well, today they don't even ask. St. Pete hands you two straws. Well, no I, was, asked. I was at um, Hooters the other night. And they did the same thing. They threw three on the table and it was all she wrote. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, now, do I turn this person in and uh, get a portion of the $1,000 per straw fine that they're going to impose on this poor waitress or, <laughs> you know, or Honda Hooters itself? You know, a finder's fee. It's like when you called the FWC and go, hey, I just saw this guy kill this bear. He's right here. He's come out here. And I get my nice, you know, I get my free elk hunt trip out of it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to turn in a waiter or a waitress. You know, am I getting a portion of that or am I just going to say thank you? Thank you for the straw because I was going to. Use that anyway. And you know what's really bad is I got to agree with Bill George. Um, That's bad. Let's let's go ahead and blame the person who, you know, takes the garbage from point A to point B. Apparently, they can't handle the straw or the plastic that's in the bag or somehow uh, it doesn't make it to the incinerary plant over here off of uh, 28th Street somehow. I took the time to throw it in the garbage. Somehow or another, it got from out of the garbage that's, onto the street, down to the when sewer they drain. It, and, they just let it fly off the truck as they're driving down to the next clan to collect. Is that what it is? Yeah, I see it all the time. Oh, well, then there you go. So yeah. it's not my fault. The garbage collections, they pick it up, and then they overload the truck to hurry up to get to the next drop-off point, and then they drop bags of trash along the highway, and then uh, it gets run over, and then the thing gets strung out. So what you're that's saying what is happens. we need a change to the garbage collection process they need to do something go back to those enclosed things where it would work you put but it in there and it squishes it up and everything with the automation we're just going to mechanically load it we don't need any guys on the truck no more it's just a driver yeah but see that how's that my fault why am i being penalized for Let's it just dump more trash on the roadway well the second part is is that once i hear the news all the time even my own children they were like hey do you want to go buy arby's are you kidding they got hepatitis there <laughs> So, oh boy. Uh, so here we go. The show is going down here. So my children are like, I don't want to drink out of the cup, Dad, because it's got hepatitis. So I need a straw because I can't trust the person who's washing the dishes that they actually did a decent enough job to where I want to put my lips on the side of its glass. <laughs> oh At Arby's. God. That's what I'm saying. That's I mean, they're they're around around they hear you talk all this stuff, and then they're getting petrified. They're getting fear. That's not me. That was the TV. It was Bay News 9. You need to cut the cable there. off. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Seriously, gonna, thinking about it for sure. Cut your uh, cable and buy a boat. 
I'm. You know what? I've decided what that I'm going to do. That was a good do. story. With <laughs> I'm going to cut my cable. Yes, I'm probably going to do that. But I'm going to build my own boat, and I'm going to build it out of paper, plastic, straws. I'm going to use straws and plastic bottles. That's what hey, I'm going to do. You can probably take and uh, get a some type of clamp and seal the ends of them off with a little heat and weave them together and make a nice little. There's raft. a there's a guy in Mexico that uh, built his whole entire island out of plastic. Stucky just keeps adding stuff underneath, bags of stuff underneath, and just keeps it afloat. There, uh, there you go. So just put a just put a little uh, you know a little uh, fifteen horse kicker on the back of that bad boy. You got your own little island to fish off of, no matter where you go. Well, let's move on to something else better than that, Brain. We've killed that straw enough. Oh, well, I just thought it would be funny. That was, anyway, it, it that is, was a straw it that is broke a little the short while back. back. Yeah, so, so if you're going to celebrate, remember, May 11th, World Migratory Bird Day, do us all a favor and go out and uh, pick up somebody else's plastic. As That's we, not a bad idea, though. As we do all the time. How many times have you walked out of the woods with uh, you know, a 1956 Bush beer can? It's, and you wonder, how in the world did this thing get out here? Seriously. Well, back in 19-whatever it was. Yeah, pull top. You know, uh, well, if you listened to the show last week, you uh, heard our good friend Collins from Typro. Uh, he sent us a couple of them to give away on the show today. So if anyone uh, would like an opportunity to um, take one of these home, so if you got some vision issues where you're trying to tie your line to your hook, this is the way to go. It'll definitely solve some of the problem. The rest of it is just keeping up and remember to take it fishing with you when you go, and then you'll be able to tie your hook. But, Braden, how do we want to give one of these away today? I don't know. You're the one that came and brought them in here, sitting there telling me yeah. how you wanted to do it. I'm, you know, those would for those people who have uh, parents that are getting a little older that fish, that would make a great stocking stuffer. It will. I, I'm, you know, get it now, but you'd probably have to give it to them sooner than I wouldn't wait till Stocking Christmas. Stocking stuffer. It's still some yeah. time off. But. We haven't even got to Christmas in July yet, and you're already th- talking stocking stuffers? What? When you Are have you something that's right for the job, you just got to recognize it. Now, wait a minute. Now, I, I so this, Are they both really the, seriously the same? Because um, one says fly and ice, and the other one says original. Yeah. The one for fly is for those who fly fish. Uh, you know, those eyes are recessed a little bit on their, your uh, bait that you're using, the popper or whatever. And so they have to have a little bit. Um, see how this is recessed a little further back from the tip? Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. We'll That's figure it is. out uh, while we're unbreaking. Tell you when we get back. Oh. We are Big and Wild. Taking a quick break. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Ask you a question before we get back from break. Sure. <clears throat> this thing in the bag. Yes. Where did that come from? Holding one. Is is that for somebody or is yeah, it's yours? I brought everybody their own bag. You brought an individual. Uh, what is it in there? Holes from holding one. It's just the holes. Yeah. So that's what's in Bill George's bag over there. Yeah. Was. <clears throat> I got one too. What? <laughs> Well, now I don't feel so special, but thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, man. It. Well, welcome I just back. I thought it was part of the team. I, yeah, well, you know, I was talking about Bill George, not you. <laughs> <clears throat> welcome back, everybody. It's Big and Wild Outdoors, Braden Glenn, and uh, Bill George got on the end, and Aaron over there behind the glass. She's our pheasant under glass. Uh, during the break, we were kind of uh, racking our brains on what we were going to do to give away this uh, Typro uh, little uh, uh, device that helps you to. Uh, 
tie your fishing knot and your hook or a fly or whatever it is on there a lot faster if you got to, if your eyesight's not what it used to be, <clears throat> you know, like when you was back in the day. But don't even say that. I love this one. When they put it on the description, it says, especially useful in these situations. You can tie a lot faster if you happen to be visually impaired, if you have cold hands. And lastly but not leastly, one that usually affects a lot of people, the rocking of the boat <laughs> kind of makes it kind of hard, too. So uh, if you're out tarpon fishing or anything else like that, sometimes you're around a lot of other wake areas and you're, you're sitting there trying to, dang it, man, wait till the wave, wave slows down. Well, whenever trying I'm to trying tie to tie man. in a calm moment, <laughs> and I'm it not, never works. Yeah, and I'm having a hard time. I need to. I need some yeah. help. So, uh, I guess we. How, what did we determine that we're going to do to give these away? Because we have two different types, actually. So we didn't want to just willy nilly throw it out there. If you're a fly fisherman or you only do it occasionally, then you probably wouldn't use this. So I would feel bad giving it to you, and you're just sitting there with it in a drawer somewhere and not use the darn thing because it really is a really cool little tool. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> I guess the easiest, simplest way to do it would uh, just be to have uh, people call in, right? If they wanted to call in and register for it, and then that sure. way we could give you a choice if we pick your name. Then uh, we could say, do you want the fly tying tool or do you want the regular just everyday tying tool? Yeah, we could just have uh, Aaron just – Take their name or a phone number and sure. just give them a number and throw a number in a in a typro hat. Yeah, that would that be they fun. Sent you. Yeah, you look nice in that hat, by the way. I do. Yeah, it looks good on you. I can't see myself, so I don't know. Yeah, Bill George has one as well, but I can understand he does not want to mess up his quaff. Yeah, he does because it takes a lot of time to get it to look like that in the morning. To get yeah. that Tom Selleck do going on, yeah. Don't plus, want to mess up the curls. Plus, I think he's got so much uh, gel or mousse in there so, uh, that if he puts that cap on, it ain't never coming I think off. it's just gator oil. It's just going to be glued on there. Yeah. Gators are later. Gator oil. Yeah, it's got gator oil on. I don't want that gator stank on me unless I was some Seminole Indian out there. So, 888-404-1010. That's 888 888-404-1010. 888-404-1010. If you'd like to uh, get your name thrown into the Typro hat for one of these Typro tools, just give us a call. Aaron, to take your phone number and your name, and uh, at the end of the show, let us know uh, why she's talking to you, whether you would like the uh, the original or one for the fly or either one. It doesn't matter. Uh, just want you to use it. Uh, whether you need it or not, we want you to use it. 888 yeah. <clears throat> Give us a call, and uh, we'll take your name and number, and then That way you're registered. It. You're registered. Get registered to win. I will say that uh, me, uh, my brother Bart, and my son uh, went out and decided to do some fishing a week or so ago, past week, <clears throat> and uh, we went out uh, to a spot, wade fishing. We were going to do a hardcore trip, but the wind was blowing pretty good out of the uh, southeastern is, part of the state. Is, so, Is the hardcore the one where you have to swim a channel holding your rod in your teeth? Yes, pretty much so. I mean, we were going to start at a certain point, and uh, I said, B, I was talking to my brother. I was like, Bart, man, we can't put him through this. You know, he's 11 years old. He's not ready for it. Uh, you know, I don't want to ruin. I don't want to ruin the kid. You know, this- on the first one where he's having to crawl through mangroves and swim across channels and then feel the bottom and make sure you're not on an oyster bar before you put your feet down. And what, you know, what what age did you start that at? Um, I'd say about 12. Yeah. You know, about 12 years old. But I also had all my friends with me and stuff, too. So if somebody got really hurt, we could go back. 
There were plenty uh, of yeah. times where we were ringing somebody back in the Sears Game Fisher with underwear tied around something, you know. <laughs> and, and you rather have him going out there with his friends doing that than you? No, no, no. With his dad. That's why I'm saying his... he came. He was coming with us, and we'll, we, we're just weaning him out, and see how he feels out, all that kind of stuff. So we're out there, and we're wade fishing. He got his brand new, uh, you know, thirteen fishing rod, and he's got his little uh, cast king, uh, you know, his uh, bait caster. So he wanted to really get out there and try it out. So we were out there. We were catching a few trout, caught a few ladyfish, and sun starts going down. It starts getting around bull shark thirty, and I hook a uh, right through the wing, a um, not a very big one, but about maybe sixteen, eighteen inch across cow nose ray. So I hooked it right in the shoulder. It swam right into my bait. You know, boom, you know, stuck it, it right there. It might have been trying to eat your bait. Eh, you know, chances are probably not because uh, it was a pretty big bait. But uh, so I reel it in, get it out of there, and then we're sitting there and we're digging it. We get the hook out, psh, release the thing, and off it goes. And uh, we're sitting there fishing, and <clears throat> my son is standing about seven feet away from me. And uh, all of a sudden, here comes the fin. You know, shark moving through, and it's you know, it was about maybe ten feet in front of us. I would say probably about a f- maybe five, maybe six foot shark. And uh, it wasn't a black tip or anything like that, so it had a rounded top on it. So chances are it probably was a little bull shark out there. But it was so funny because I went, oh, man, here we go. Tax man's here. And Bart's like, where? I go, just right here in front. Just, he just zipped through right in front of me. Probably got on the trail of that stingray, you know, looking for it as it's bleeding away. And he goes, oh, okay, well, I ain't worried about him. He's over there. And uh, all of a sudden I hear water moving. And I look over and Barrett's slowly backing up. <laughs> He's like, I go, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to go up into the shallower water and fish for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's the matter, man? Are you worried about the, the shark? And somebody goes, Dad, there was a shark in front of you, like 10 feet away. That doesn't worry you? I was like, hey, man, just curl your toes in, put them underneath the mud, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, he didn't care. He was backing up. And uh, so anyway, I stayed out for typical dad for general purposes to show you that you're not going to get eaten by a shark. I I stood out there and I stayed out there and I walked all the way back over over my waist fishing the whole entire time. Maybe not this time. The whole entire time just to prove that, see, you can be out here and you can fish and not lose a limb. As as an example for my son. Well, you just stand strong and show him. And then I, when he comes back and he's missing his toes because he buried them in the sand and the hammerhead come up there and just said, bonnet, bonnet head snacked the pinky toe. What are you, yeah. talking about? you know what? And I thought, so I'm sitting out here and I'm showing my son and I'm being brave and I'm not worried about it. You know, six foot bulb, whatever. I got a pocket knife and I got a big old eight foot rod. I can whoop this thing to death. So I walked the 974 miles back up in water over my waist. And then I kind of realized I'm the only fool out here. I look around and I'm like, Bart, my own brother, aren't you going to come out and fish? Oh, man, it's past Bull Shark 30. I'm up here with B. (laughs) Six foot five, 300 pounds. Yeah, okay, you big chicken. So I started moving in. Somebody's got to call 911. I guess so. Smart you know, guy. Yeah, that's true. Some fool's got to stay behind while the other idiots getting eaten. So, Did you catch uh, any fish? Yeah. Because you stayed out? No. I no, mean, I uh, caught a couple of trout, and I had a um, 
couple of big, uh, couple of big hits, but didn't know what it was. So it was. Well, you away. was just trying to get it in before today's date of that May the eleventh. Yeah. No more catch. Well, you know, it was funny. Or is, you can catch them, but no more keep. The one, the ones that we caught were were small. They were tiny little trout, man. But you know, ladyfish were huge. It was like. Well, there was. Hoping, I'm surprised you caught anything because there's nothing to catch. Oh, that is true. Yeah, there's everything's dead in the bay. I'm sorry. Just so you know, don't don't bother going out there. But no, we had a really good time. We had we had a lot of fun, and uh, uh, we were just getting ready to start heading back. And all of a sudden, the helicopters, man, there were helicopters all over the place. They were all over us, and we were like, "What is going on over there?" On well, Gandy? you shouldn't have been fishing on that there posted property, man. No, some guy uh, flipped his kayak and and drowned over there off Candy, uh-huh. and they had it all shut down and everything, and. I was like, oh, man. I thought it was like making a real bad accident or something. But no. So I just basically gave my secret location away. So anyway, <clears throat> if you were paying attention. Well, you didn't say what side. That is true. You're, you're right on that. So uh, there's four sides to every bridge. But then again, we know you there's don't no cross secrets. a bridge very often. There's, there's no <laughs> secrets with Braden. Eventually, you'll know everything. So on that note, my son was brave enough to uh, take the step, and he got onto Amazon and spent his uh, birthday money. And I was like, he's like, Dad, I bought something on Amazon. I was like, cool, what'd you get? Did you get a rod, a reel, a cob up? Nope. I decided I'm going to go out, and uh, I got a spot. Me and uh, some friends from school are going to go down and uh, go do some spear fishing. So he bought himself a Hawaiian sling. Really? <clears throat> yep. With a uh, with a uh, stunner head on it, the three prong stunner head on it, so he's got a spot that he and his friends are going. And I am not going to mention this spot because it's not easy to get to. But uh, so he and his friends are going to go. It's loaded up with sheep's head, and they're going to see what they can do. Oh, good for him. Make sure he knows what the size limit is. Well, not only the size limit, but we went through the whole entire app. We went on the app with the FWC, and I was going through the list. Okay, now here's what you're allowed to spear, and here's what you are not allowed to spear. He so, doesn't have to worry about it because the numbers are so low. It'd be a rare sighting anyway. <laughs> but I not, want my snook stamp money back. I'm not going to send him out for a <laughs> Goliath grouper or anything with a Hawaiian sling. Why not? <clears throat> well, that one, they won't let you. <laughs> you can't shoot anything with a you know Goliath grouper with a. You can't take them, Bill. You know that thing of all people. Deal. Plus, if you're going to do that, you need the words "power" and "head" in the title, and that doesn't have that. It doesn't have that in there. So uh, he's going to go out today, and uh, with a couple of other buddies from school, his uh, roust around buddies, and they're going to go out there. And I said, "Man, you just got to be careful. Don't forget that's like swimming around with a loaded gun." So that's right. You and just got to be careful. And don't forget, give us a call triple eight four zero four ten ten triple eight four zero four ten ten. Aaron's been writing down a few. Don't be left out. Type pro. Yours. Yeah, could be yours. Could be. If the price is right. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors, Brandon Ford, and we'll be right back. And welcome back, Big and Wild Outdoors. Don't hang up just because you're on hold. Give us a call, 888-404-1010. 888-404-1010. Man, the phones are lighting up. There's somebody actually at home. It's Mother's Day weekend, of course. And, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's Mother's Day weekend. If you're looking for something to do for the summer, keep in mind if uh, you've not already received your hunter's education uh, card, 
here in the state of Florida, the Ocala Outdoor Adventure Camp, as Braden brought in this morning to remind everyone, uh, that is a really great facility to go, and uh, kids get to go and hang out for a whole week uh, to learn your gun safety, some of the basic survival, first aid, things that are uh, kind of important anymore, yep. especially when it comes to first aid and uh, basic survival. You just never know. You never know when you might encounter that as a youth or as an adult. At least you'll have some a uh, little bit of background. Just got through with my first aid CPR class again, so I'm good for another two years on my card. Those are always fun. We got you covered. Those are always fun, aren't they? Well, they've changed that a little bit, uh, haven't they? Yeah, they've changed a little bit. And I tell you, out of all the classes I've attended in my 30-plus years, uh, this last one was very entertaining. Good one. It was uh, presentations, everything. (laughs) CPR Uh, entertaining? Yes, well, it, it was. No, it's just the the <laughs> knowledge, uh, the the information being shared in the presentation of the sharing of the knowledge. Depends on what dummy they bring to the class. Oh, these are pretty good dummies. This, this dummy, whose name was Fred, didn't didn't say Bill or or Braden. It was Fred. But didn't they? Uh, done, didn't they they rely more on compressions nowadays than they do on breaths. Yes, compressions. So, yeah, it's more important to keep it flowing than it is to keep it oxygenated. I guess so. Just to keep it moving. Anyway, uh, the Ocala one, uh, we mention it every single year because, as Glenn pointed out, it is a great opportunity not only to give you a week off without the kids, but uh, that way at the end of it, these kids are already done. They, they've got their certification. That's all good. They're, so when they go to get their um, uh, license in the future, they're, they're covered. Everything's all done. And and it's not just a bunch of instructors standing around out there you know, screaming a bunch of orders. I mean, these kids get to go. Uh, camping, they get to experience uh, black powder. They get to experience canoeing, kayaking, uh, archery, all yeah, this, this stuff. Yeah, it's up there on Lake Eaton in the uh, Ocala National Forest. It's on 57 acres. Uh, they do have uh, age slots to when these particular age groups will be coming so that they're, you know, ha- they're kind of in their own age uh, group. So everybody yeah. has an opportunity to make new friends. Make friends for life. And the thing is, is... It's under four hundred bucks. It's like three hundred and eighty. It's three twenty five. Three twenty five, and I sat there and I think that's wow. a week of lodging, meals, and education. Everything, and I think to myself, you know, when your kids are bored, sitting around on a summer, how quickly they could spend three hundred twenty five dollars if they have access to the Xbox or Microsoft or Disney or Disney. <laughs> Or, or just to go hang out with their friends, to go to the movies, uh, you know, a few times during the week. You know, when he dip and dunk and it's 20 bucks here, 20 bucks there, 30 bucks here, 30 bucks there. Next thing you know, you've spent the same amount of money uh, just entertaining them for an entire week. So uh, this is something that will last a lifetime. And uh, my kids are both going to go to this thing, not this year, but uh, they're both. that's how they're going to do theirs. Instead of having to bounce around. Do it online and then have to drive down to Fort Myers or over to Okeechobee or up to Tallahassee to go take their written test and all the other happy stuff like that and uh, do the rest of the testing. They're going to do it. In well, camp. you know, and uh, now the program for the hunter's education and as well as many other ones that they that are required boating and stuff you can do online. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, <clears throat> you know, when you do them online, you get, some of the range stuff is excluded. Uh, whereas this, you get an opportunity to actually uh, see someone demonstrate proper handling techniques, proper uh, ch- checking how to check your gun, make sure that it's not loaded, uh, safety about the particular firearm. So, you know, it's just a good experience for them to go out. And, of course, you can register 
uh, Monday through Friday, eight to five. All you got to do is, uh, you can go very simple, Ocala outdoor adventure camp and, uh, all the information is right there. So Braden, I would say if they're going to go next year, uh, I would wait, I wouldn't wait till summer's fastly approaching. That's I would, right. I would go on there. Like, I think you could start registering early in the year as well. So, uh, it does fill up pretty quick. So, uh, maybe if you're planning on do it January of 2020, I would go online and get them registered. Get it done. Uh, are are you going to send them both at the same time? Yes. Or why? Yeah. I want them both to go at the same time so that they can be there together. So that they see but each they other might and everything. not be together. They won't be together, but they will do, be in the same area together. So they'll see each other and, you know, encourage and see what they're doing and all that stuff. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Well, to me, it'd be kind of nice to let one of them be there by themselves doing their thing and they can come back at that time and share it in the meantime you'd have a week to spend with the other one doing something special with that one so each one of them have their own special time He's up maybe there, the Lobo. kids need the, a week away together maybe they away from need the same week you just never know about away from dad yeah they needed more away from me than i needed from them it's, it's all good no i they uh there, you know, one of the good things I'm blessed with the fact that my kids actually do like to do things together. So, I mean, if one does it, the other one, you know, Diddy is right behind uh, Barrett, you know, going out there, going fishing. And but that's maybe not how that camp's going to work. Well, I understand that because they're, you know, their ages are totally different, but that doesn't mean that they won't be there together. Yeah, they so might see they each could, other in dining hall. Yeah, there you go, and you know, give each other a little encouragement, kind of deal. You know, there you go. Are you, have you passed your paddling test yet? No, I still got to study. Me too. Don't worry about it. It's pretty easy. You know, give them a, you know, a little encouragement or something. And, of course, they'll be able to uh, catch their fish because uh, after the panfish tournament this this uh, June that's coming up, really uh, just around the corner, I want to thank everyone who stepped up again uh, to make this a more enjoyable opportunity of a good day on the water. Uh, Thanks, Bill George. Yeah, you thank you, Bill George. At Choo Choo's Lawn Equipment, you know, I went and picked up the stuff yesterday for the raffle items. Hey, Brad, guess what they got? Guess what they donated this year? A steel chainsaw. No, we got no. Um, you remember that uh, lawnmower that chopper. you that lawnmower you wanted that you got that you outbid the me electro for? one, the yeah. electric one, yeah, yeah. They donated another one of those. Really, really nice. Really. Yep. So we have that. The and same of course, model. Yeah, Is it a I don't, I don't know, I don't remember. Well, that was at Works. That yeah, was at works, works. Yeah, really? Yeah. Dang man, I don't need another one, but it'd be nice to have it. Well, <laughs> no, you could have one kid mow in the front yard and one mow in the back. That is true. But uh, that, again, a, uh, but I want to think. Uh, I think B would be kind of mad that uh, somebody's cutting into his profits. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Brandon Ford, of course, uh, with their big donation, that's what really gets things going. And uh, this year. Uh, back with us is Uncle John's Sausage. Uh, thanks, Scott, and his crew for nice. stepping up this week and uh, going to make sure that we have enough to eat. Bill George, you cooking that? Are you going to be uh, hanging out with your FWC buddies over there harassing them repeatedly? Oh. Uh, that John, might be my MO. Yeah. yeah Jonathan's uh, father-in-law, he's going to do the cooking for us. He's, really? Yeah, he said, he said he would do it. He'd done it the first well, couple of years. One of the things I'd like to do is uh, take a fryer up there and as – People have their fish come in, let one get cleaned, skinned, 
whatever. That's the greatest, fry, greatest deep, idea ever. Deep fry it right there and give them a fresh sandwich. It's a shame we didn't think of that, uh, you know, about you know five years ago when we thought of that five years ago. No, but it's, nobody's it's, done it. So let Bill jump in there and get it done. I, You're darn right. You clean them, I'll fry them. We were trying to get Bud to do it, remember? Yeah. We're but like, he, uh, it was hard for him in Texas. Yeah. Well, yeah. he moved away. So I mean, it Was he going to come? Yeah, he's going to try to bring the kids up there. They're going to come. All right. I, think I will Zeke, say that. I think uh, Zeke and Tara from Barracuda, they're going to bring the boys up and let them uh, come up there. Um, I think it, it's getting to that point where uh, the children in our lives are all growing up at around the same rate and they're about the same ages and stuff. And they. So they want to go out and do things now, and they want to do things. Or are they going? Well, then I'm going. You know, and it's like uh, there's going to be more and more kids showing up for this thing every year, and that's exactly what we want. You know, and it's like um, it's like love bugs. The more love bugs you have on your car, the more it attracts other love bugs to get on your car. I don't think it works. And of course, don't forget. We don't want to forget our southeastern friends, our southeastern tackle. Yep. Uh, Again, going to hey, you know, bring your kids. Get a fishing pole out of the deal. Yeah. Well, we'll donate ours back because the money I spent on Barrett's rod, and pff, you don't need another one. <laughs> Seriously. All right. Top of the hour. Hour number two just what? around the corner. We are being a wild outdoors. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Brandon Ford, and we'll be right back.